appreciate brother and sister Pearson being here this weekend and I want him to come and take his liberty today I want him to preach to me oh let's give God a hand clap of praise this morning oh let's thank him hallelujah Oh, thank God for his blood. Oh, I love that song. Thank him for his blood. Thank him for his blood. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for your love today. Oh, how you poured it out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Sister Pearson, if you would come. I'm going to have my wife sing this morning. You may be seated. Um, it's truly been a pleasure to be here in the city of Olathe. Olathe is how you say it, right? Correct. I was saying Olathe before we came here. My, my, my dad told me, he said, he said yeah, that's not how you say it, so Olathe. But it is good to be in, in this city and with this church and this body, uh, this body of Christ, amen. When God comes back to rapture away his people, he's not just coming to rapture an individual. He's coming to rapture the church, amen. I want to be in the church. And I'm so thankful for a safe place. Amen. Amen. And I feel that here. And I give honor to your pastor, Pastor Riggin. It's been such a good time fellowshipping with you and getting to know you and uh, your wife, Sister Riggin. And uh, just the, the privilege to be with them. Uh, I, I can't have more respect for Pastor Riggin and all that he's done for uh, the apostolic movement, amen. But also just to see what is going on here in this city, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Pearson, sing. From the shock of
lift our hands right now. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, for redemption. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, for another chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Well, I, this morning in prayer, I just could not tear myself away from one message or another. I felt to preach two different messages and and I just couldn't get away from, from either of them. And uh, I promise you I won't go too long. But I, I think I'm just going to preach both of them this morning. Amen. Because I believe that God does have a work amen, that he's going to do this morning. And, and I don't want to snuff that out. Amen. And if you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 25. Amen. I want to preach today. Don't let your lamp go out. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1 says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. 
They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And when the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps have gone are gone out. I can't wait to see Jesus one of these days face to face. I can't wait, amen, to meet him up in the clouds and, and to make heaven my home. And Oh, I, I love the Holy Ghost and all that it does for me down here, but I cannot wait, amen, to, to see him face to face. But oh, but oh, what a tragedy. What a travesty that would be. That in the last hour, as the call goes out, behold, the bridegroom cometh. And to look around and to say, I don't have any oil. I'm not prepared for what is coming. And to try to go to those that have some. And to try to take from someone else's walk with God. And maybe to ride the coattails of someone else up. But it's not going to work. The lamps had gone out. And the wise answered saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go, go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Hallelujah. Oh, let's pray in Jesus' right in Jesus' name right now that he would help us. Oh, Lord God, hallelujah. I ask you, Lord. That you would help us today, Lord, to get a special touch from the Holy Ghost, God. Oh, Lord, I don't want to be found wanting. I don't want to be found without enough oil in my lamp, oh, God, I pray. Oh, that your word would go forth, oh, Lord, and send send someone some help today to make it. To make it when the call is made, Jesus. I pray in your name, God. Hallelujah. Oh, will somebody cry out right now to Jesus? Oh, cry out to him. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, we pray and ask you right now, Lord. Hallelujah. Be with us here. Amen. And let the church say amen, and you may be seated. I believe that uh, God is coming back soon. And I don't think that's a wonder to many people because of all the stuff that we are going through and you see what's going on in the Middle East and you look at the war that's raging right now and if, if there ever was a time, we need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for them in this time. And there is a war that's going on in the Gaza Strip and, and we see all the things that are going on there. And uh, if you uh, look in Luke, I think it's chapter, I can't remember now, Luke chapter 21, but it says, Uh, But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. We hear of wars, and I think in Matthew it says rumors of wars, and 
There's, if ever there was a time, and you see it happening now in the Middle East and in Ukraine and with all the different unrest and the different tensions that are going on between China and Russia, and, or not China and Russia, but there, I heard that they were forming alliances and that they're having special meetings. And, and you see all the stuff that's going on in our world and how everything is turning over on its end. People are, are switching allegiances and they're, they're uh, changing their minds and there's rumors of different things going on. And, and uh, there's a lineup of nations that are strengthening their military. I, I just read an article the other day that China is arming itself for nu its nuclear program is going faster than it's ever been before. And Russia has even threatened, even with Ukraine and what's going on there, to use nuclear warfare if they're backed into a corner. Um, and if that wasn't enough, we read in verse 20, I think in Luke chapter 21, it says, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. And you see all these different nations weighing in on just this one tiny little nation of Israel. And they are compassed about. They're surrounded. And, and there's many different rumors about what's going to happen. And, and uh, when, I, when I prepared this message, uh, it wasn't just yesterday. It wasn't just uh, um, last night. And so it, this message has evolved. And, and I, I'm just telling you, we better be ready. I'm not just saying this because of the stuff that's going on. I mean, it, we, we felt it for a while, but we should be ready, amen, for the Lord's return. No man knows the hour and the day. And if, if someone comes to you saying, I know when God's coming back, then it says, be, don't be deceived by that. Just be full of the Holy Ghost. And we see in Luke 21 and 25, it says... There shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and the stars. And upon the earth it says this, distress of nations with perplexity. If that isn't the world we're living in right now. And, but then you take what's going on in the Middle East and you take what's going on in Ukraine and you take these rumors of wars. And there have been wars in the past. There's been even world wars that are fought. And, and maybe people thought God was coming back then. But you take that and you, you, you merge it in what's, with what is happening in the homeland, with what's happening here. And you look at how our nation is imploding from the inside out. You look at the degradation of our society and the imploding and the desolation of our country. Right now what's happening with the sin and the turmoil that's going on in our country. Uh, Matthew 24 and 37 says, As the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Uh, I don't know any, way, any other way to put it than this, uh, that we've just got to be ready. Matthew 24, 12 says, Because iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall wax cold. Our world is waxing cold today with love. There is sin, that word iniquity means the transgression of the law. All around us we look at and we see sin all around us. And I'm not saying, I'm not here to say that there isn't revival. I'm not here to put a wet blanket on revival and to put a wet blanket on what God is doing. 
I don't believe that. Amen. I believe that there is revival, but the gap is widening. And the signs of the times just seem to be more evident and more clear. If there ever was a time to get right with God, it is now. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves and covetous, boasters, and proud. If you see that today, amen. There's a whole month dedicated to pride. And we all know what that stands for. But even just what pride itself is, it is the love of ourselves. And only caring what we want. And only caring what is good for us. Not having any care for the world around us. And you look in our world today, that's what's going on. Blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Oh, we live in an unthankful world. Unholy. And you know what I believe? You know why I believe that there's a tipping trend going on right now where they just put it on your bill? Because You know what I think that is? It's because we live in a very ungrateful world. And I even I used to drive DoorDash, and I used to drive for Jimmy John's, and, and certain places I would go, no one would tip you. And I just believe we're becoming such an ungrateful society. We're like, well, we got to put it on the bill. And so I believe that's the world we're in. Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Oh, hallelujah. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. And if you ever keep your eye on the media, you will only see it seems like things were calling that which is evil good and we're calling that which is good evil. Oh, if there ever was a time to get right, amen, now is the time. Hallelujah. And it seems like as the days go by, we're, it used to seem like you used to hear of, you know, stories in different, you know, like, oh, the crazy story of how this happened in some other city or, or some other place. But it's coming to every city. It's coming everywhere. It's being, sin is being celebrated now on the streets. It's being paraded in the open. Amen. In every, and it seems like in every city we go, even if it's a small city. I know it seems like I'm trying to get us riled up about the end times, but it's just true to the fact that we live in this time. Sin really is everywhere. Evil is abounding in the hearts of men like never before. Amen. But the Bible says that we are not to fret and worry about these things. It says in Luke 21 and 28, it says, And when these things begin to come to pass... Then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah. God's coming back to judge the world and the sin of the world. And he's coming to judge those that have oppressed his church. But the real reason Jesus is coming back, the real reason for his second coming, amen, is to come back for the church. He's coming. He wants to come back for you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to help you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I know that God is going to put this world in its place for all the debauchery and all the sin and how it's abounding. But I'm telling you, there is hope for a soul today. Amen. It's not too late. The call has not been made yet. And God wants you in his second return. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The real reason he's coming back is that so you and I can be lifted up in glory with him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, look up. Lift up your heads. It's not time to just... Uh, bow your head in sadness and say oh it's been it's too late for me I can't have redemption I can't be redeemed but it's time to lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh oh hallelujah Jesus is coming back for judgment like a thief in the night to many hallelujah but those that know him and know his voice will know when he's coming back and he's coming to redeem you Hallelujah. Oh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 16 says, uh, The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, uh, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, uh, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, then we which are alive shall remain and be caught up together uh, with them to meet him in the clouds, uh, to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. And then it says in verse 18, uh, Wherefore, comfort another, one another with these words. Ha, hallelujah. That's how we have comfort. That's how we have hope. Amen. To comfort each other with knowing that God's coming back to redeem his church. Hallelujah. Oh, we could become a bunch of doomsday preppers. Amen. And always in trepidation of nuclear war and nuclear fallout. Or we can look up, amen, to where our help comes from. Where our might, our strength comes from. Hallelujah. Oh, don't fret. Don't be terrified. Amen. Don't be worried about what's going on in the world. Just get in the church. Hallelujah. I know we might need a wake-up call and a shake-up every once in a while to awake ourselves and to remember we need to fill our lamps. Amen. And to, to, we don't want to be caught without oil in our lamps. Oh, hallelujah. I've come to persuade somebody today. Amen. To rebuild your relationship with God. There is hope for you. Amen. You can be a victor over sin. You can have deliverance. You can step out of the world. You can step out of sin. Amen. It's not too late. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be convinced by the lie of the devil that will convince you to quit. But remember this. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and 9 it says, You are a chosen generation. God's not willing that you should perish. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Oh, if you are lost today, if you're wandering around not sure of where to go, and it seems like you don't know where to go, what direction to go, amen, you still have hope. Just listen for the voice of God, amen, start listening for him in prayer, amen, and start listening for him when you repent and draw nigh unto Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God is calling us out of darkness. He's calling us out of depression. You can come out of depression today. I believe, amen, when I was praying, amen, this scripture was on my heart. 
Oh, hallelujah, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of the power of love and of sound mind. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, you can get close to Jesus. Amen. Say, Lord, I need you to cut out that spirit of fear out of my life. Lord, and help me to see, Lord, that you have given me the spirit of love. Oh, some, oh, hallelujah. Today we need a sound mind. Oh, you can be a conqueror in Jesus. You can have victory today. But you've got to fill up the vessel. There is hope today. But we cannot afford to live half-hearted for Jesus in this hour. We've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You see those five foolish virgins, they were just waiting around, waiting for the right opportunity and waiting for the right emotions maybe that, that, would, that would draw them closer to God or waiting for the right uh, a message or just the right song to be sung uh, at the right time and, and maybe then I will approach God. Uh, Oh, hallelujah, but now is the time. Oh, now is the time, church. Don't wait. Don't wait, sinner. Amen. You can get close to Jesus today. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, there are some extremely hard-fought battles that are going on right now. I believe that. Hallelujah. And, and the church will win the war. Amen. But you've got to make up your mind which side of the line, the line you're going to be on. You've got to make up your mind. Amen. Am I going to be in the church or am I going to be in the world? Am I going to be full or am I going to have just a, a little bit that makes me feel good every once in a while? That gives me the goosebumps every once in a while. Oh, hallelujah. We should never underestimate the power of one service. The power of even just one opportunity. Amen. To get close to God. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 30. Oh, I'm preaching about the oil, the oil. Hallelujah. That it says in Exodus chapter 30 and verse 25, thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. It shall be an holy anointing oil, and thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith, and the ark of the testimony, and the table, and all his vessels, and the candlestick, and all his vessels, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering, with all his vessels, and the laver, and his foot, and thou shalt sanctify them, that they be most holy whatsoever toucheth them, shall be holy. And thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. Oh, there's, that's, a, that's a mouthful there. But really what it's saying is the oil was applied to everything. The oil was a part of every part of their life. Everywhere they went, everything they touched, everything that they used had the oil on it. Oh, hallelujah. Every part of our life has got to have the oil. Everywhere we go has got to have the oil. Every decision we make has got to have the oil of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In our families, we got to have the oil. In our homes, we got to have the oil. At our job, we got to have the oil. We can't afford to be living in this day. Amen. With a cup half full. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oil keeps things fresh. Oil has cleansing properties. Oil keeps friction from forming. You wonder why there's a lot of friction in your life sometimes? Just get more of the Holy Ghost and it'll help you out. 
Just get more of the Spirit of God in you, and you'll start finding, amen, just spend more time in prayer. Amen. I know you could go to a psychologist. You could go to a therapist. Amen. But I'm telling you, the, the real solution and the real cure is when you get down on your knees in prayer. Amen. And you just start praying, Lord, I have a problem with this. I, I need help with this. And get full of the Holy Ghost. We can't go a day without the anointing oil. Psalms chapter 133 and verse 2 says, It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. Hallelujah. Oh, it perforated every part of his clothes. It got on every part of him. It wasn't just a little bit here and there. Amen. But it was an overflowing type of oil that touched every part and was a part of everything that he did. It was not just lightly given. It wasn't just gently tipped. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. But it was poured over him. Oh, when we come to the altars in prayer, we come to the altar call, we ought to pray that God pours his oil on us. We ought to just dig in and let God do something miraculous. Let God pull us into his throne room. Oh, we need the oil, church. Hallelujah. Oh, don't let your lamp go out. Don't let your lamp go out in the last hour. Amen. When the trumpet of God uh, calls out. Amen. Hallelujah. But we've got to, to let the oil fill our vessel. John chapter 30 and verse John chapter 3 and verse 30 says, He must increase, but I must decrease. Oh, sometimes, you know what that means? I think of a, 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 like a bottle of water. If you had something in the bottle, if you had something stopping about right here, and you filled it all the way full, even till it was overflowing, it still would not be full of whatever you put in there because there's something else in the bottom stopping it from being full. Amen. He must increase and I must decrease. We've got to clean out the cup. We've got to clean out the inside and say, Lord, I'm not just living this for everybody else. I'm not just living this so everyone else can see that I'm good and that I'm okay. Amen. But I really got to have it down in my heart. Oh, hallelujah. You got to be full. We got to be full in this hour. John chapter 7 and 37 says, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, Oh, hallelujah, he cried. I can see Jesus crying this out, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Oh, we need to be full. Every day I want to be thirsty for more. Every day I want to be hungry for more of God. I don't want to let my spirit run dry and the soil of my heart and the ground of my heart to become hardened to Him. Oh, hallelujah. But I want the oil to perforate every part of me. I want the oil of the Holy Ghost to saturate every part of me. Hallelujah. And then he says this, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's going to flow. Amen. And then he says this, but this spake he, or it says this, but this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus 
was not yet glorified. Amen. He's speaking of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need that anointing oil of the Holy Ghost. Oh, we all have struggles. We all have our insecurities. We all have things that we struggle with. Amen. But I think a big part, amen, of solving all of those issues is just getting a good touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We go to many things. We, we try many things out to try to fix all of our, all of our flaws and all of... <clears throat> Our situations that we're going through. We, we run to many things when we just need a touch from the Holy Ghost. Oh, those conditions of the five foolish virgins. Uh, hallelujah. Is a fact that they waited too long to get serious about the things of God. Hallelujah. God was warning the church of Laodicea in Revelation chapter 3. Don't become... Like those five foolish virgins that waited too long. That were content with the lifestyle they were living. They were content with just a touch. They were content with just a little oil in their lamps. Revelations chapter 3 and 16 says, Because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. But then if you jump to verse 18, it says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. <laughs> it says uh, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And it says, uh, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Hallelujah. I believe in the last days, uh, if, we don't, if we are not full of the Holy Ghost, if we're not full of the anointing oil, Amen. We will not see it when it's coming. It'll be too late. It'll be like the thief in the night. Amen. And it says, as in verse 19, it says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. It says, be zealous, therefore. Amen. You got to get crazy sometimes. I'm going to do something that gets me out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do something that rips me out of, out of this rut that I'm in. And to get closer to God, I'm going to have to do something that stirs me up. Amen. I want that anointing eye salve on my eyes that I may see the glory of God and be full. Oh, we can't let our lamp go out in the last days. Oh, hallelujah. We can't let our lamps go out, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, let's pray right now. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost give direction right now. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, will the saints pray? Oh, hallelujah. There's battles going on right now, I believe, uh, right now in the spiritual world. Uh, hallelujah. There are great battles going on. Uh, we just have to decide. Uh, Amen. Whether we're going to stay in the fight, uh, whether go we're going to stay in it till the end. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, he's saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice. Amen. Open the door and I will come into him and sup with him. Was there anybody, amen, who wants to get that anointing oil on every part of their life? 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The scripture says there in the parable of the five wise virgins and the five foolish, the advice of the wise virgins was go out, go and buy. You got to go buy it. I can't just take it from me and give it to you, but you're going to have to buy it. And the problem with what happened is it was too late. But here in Revelations, it says, I counsel thee to buy. We've got to buy into it. Amen. We've got to pray until something happens. We've got to pray past emotions. We've got to pray, amen, until God heals us, until God puts the anointing eye salve on our eyes and he opens our eyes so we can see how he sees. And I have one more word for you today, this morning. How can we have hope in this world we're living in? How can we have hope with all the sin and debauchery that's going on? Hallelujah. And I want to read from you, read from this scripture. And Sister Pearson, if you would come, I'm I'm close to finishing. Lamentations chapter 3. And it doesn't even matter where you start in the beginning of this, but... Jeremiah here is writing and he says, I am the man that hath seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He hath led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. Here Jeremiah has seen the wickedness of his world that he was living in. The time and the nation of Israel was in a very sad state. They were in a very rough Rough, rough time. And Jeremiah, as we, we call him the weeping prophet, and a very prolific writer in the Old Testament, and has some amazing scriptures that he writes. But here we see his lamenting of what has happened to the world that he is in and to what has happened to the nation of Israel. And if we, we, can, we can even jump some of these scriptures, we... I don't know that we have time to read them all. But he was saying in verse 14, I was, in, I was a derision to all my people. And their song all the day. He was a mockery to them. He preached and he reached and he tried to reach them. But nothing would happen. In verse 15 it says, He hath filled me with bitterness. He hath made me drunken with wormwood. He's also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He hath covered me with ashes. Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forget prosperity. He had forgotten even what prosperity was. You think we have it tough today. (laughs) Jeremiah was saying, I didn't even know. I I forgot what even a, a nice lifestyle was. And I said, my strength and my hope are perished from the Lord. Remembering my affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. And he said, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. Oh, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Oh, what sadness was on his heart. And what trepidation he had seen because of the downfall of Israel. But then he says in verse 21, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? 
Amen. You spent your life in prison. You spent, uh, amen, you, your life with your, your, the nation around you seeing you as a mockery. Uh, you even feel like all your days are filled with darkness and, and you can't even see through the light. Uh, hallelujah. Oh, amen. If there's ever a time we need to pray for our pastors, it's right now. Amen. In this dark day we live in, there is a strong burden and a weight on their back as they carry this church across the finish line. I believe that in these days. But Jeremiah, how do you have hope? Amen. How, how, how can you say that, that you have hope in, in light of all that's going on around you? Lamentations chapter 3 and 22 says this. The next verse it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. It's not too late. I'm here to preach to you if you would stand with me. It's not too late for you. His compassions fail not when the flood of wickedness and the world push on the church and push on your life. His mercy saying, no, one more chance. No, just one more time. Maybe they'll get it right. Maybe they'll figure it out. Nehemiah chapter 9 and 31 says, For thy great mercy's sake, thou didst not utterly consume them, nor forsake them, for thou art a gracious and merciful God. Hallelujah. Oh, is there anybody that believes, amen, that God, amen, can touch your heart and can heal you and can restore you and can bring redemption to your soul? Hallelujah. But I'm here to preach also uh, that there is coming a day uh, when the trump is going to sound. Uh, there's coming a day, uh, amen, when it's going to be all over and God's going to shut the door. Amen. But while we still have hope, uh, while we still have a chance, uh, amen, these altars are open if anybody wants to come and pray. Uh, if anybody wants to come and seek God, uh, amen, and let him light the fire of your heart again. Oh, is there anybody that wants to let God, amen, put a burning desire? Say, Lord, I may have grown cold. I may have grown weak. Oh, Lord, but you're here right now. Your mercy is new and fresh every morning, every day. It's of his mercies that we're not consumed. Oh, come on. Don't be afraid. Amen. The world is, is telling you that you're a loser. The world is saying that it's too late. But as far as I'm concerned, the trumpet hasn't sounded yet. There's still hope. Jeremiah, how can you have hope? How can you have hope in this wicked world? I recall to my mind. Oh, hallelujah. I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. Oh, God, will you give me just one more chance, one more opportunity? Lord, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm stepping out in faith, oh, Lord, that you would fill my 